Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Everybody has heard the phrase, luck of the Irish, right? As we welcome in one of the best players in the Atlantic Coast Conference, just one statistic, there's something called the player efficiency rating. Number one, according to that metric, in the whole ACC, Vernon Carey Jr. of Duke. Number two on that same metric, John Mooney, the senior forward for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I happen to be part Irish. I'm familiar with the phrase, luck of the Irish. True story, John Mooney, high school senior in the state of Florida, very good high school player, was going to play at Florida for Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan ends up jumping to the NBA. John Mooney reopens his recruitment. Like Mike Bray got a phone call, received a phone call, telling him about Mike, telling him about John Mooney, and that's how he got that recruit. John Mooney, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Are you the luckiest recruit Luck of the Irish style in the history of Mike Bray's coaching career because that sounds like a really easy recruiting when they're calling you. Yeah, no, it, it was. It was, it was a, uh, definitely committed when I was a sophomore in high school to, to Coach Donovan. Then um, obviously he, he went to the pros and opened up the recruitment and, and Coach Bray called and it was, it was a no-brainer. Irish Catholic kid and, uh, you know, going to Notre Dame – it's been the best experience of my life. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Uh, and, and Coach Bray has, has been the best. He's, he's the best coach, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do anything else. So it, it worked out well. We like to use the phrase as members of the media who got to know Coach Bray a long time ago when he was under uh, coaching under Mike Krzyzewski at Duke. Like, coach that we'd most like to have beers with. Now, I don't know how that works with players. I don't know if that's allowed or even John's got to be 21 or older by now. Uh, but can you tell us more about that personality? Because we've known him for decades, but of course, most of us have never played for him. That's right. No, he's, he's quote-unquote the loosest coach in America. <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. He's, he's a player's coach. Uh, you know, he gets on you when, when he needs to, but uh, the thing about coach, he really lets us play. Uh, he doesn't Overcoach us. He, he lets us kind of flow and, and figure things out. Um, and, and and with that, you know, you learn you learn on your own and you learn from him and his staff. Um, and he's been the best. And you know, he's, he's loose um, and off the court. You know, he's, he's a good guy just to, just to talk to about about anything, even if it's not hoops related. And um, you know, he, he's the best. And I, I wouldn't trade him for the world. John Mooney is joining us on the David Glenn Show. He was all ACC last year. He's going to be all ACC again this year. He's a senior forward for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. You, When we first scheduled you having you on, of course, I was watching on TV last night. looked like you guys were going to beat Florida State. That one did get away. But I wonder your emotions, John, or even if there's any time for emotions, uh, you know that this Saturday, when the Irish host Virginia Tech, man, uh, it's not officially your last game, of course, but it is technically your last regular season home game, no matter how things go after the ACC tournament. Uh, have you processed those emotions yet? Because we live in the one-and-done era. You were one of the only All-ACC guys who chose to stay in school, and in your case, you're a four-year player who's at some point soon going to have to say goodbye to that university and that program you love so much. That's right. No, it's it's gone by extremely fast. Um, again, it, it's been a tremendous experience here at Notre Dame, and and the past four years have been the best of my life. And you know, it's it's weird to think that it's coming to an end. Um, you know, like you said, we kind of had a disappointing loss uh, last night to FSU. You got to tip your hat and give them credit. Uh, Trent Forrest, MJ Walker, those guys made big plays, and uh, the utmost respect for them. But like you said, you know, the the train moves on, and we got to get ready for Saturday. Um, you know, I mean, personally, I'm not trying to treat it anything differently. I'm just trying to treat it as another game because, 
know, kind of lots on the line in terms of standing uh, going into Greensboro. We, we want to, A, be playing well, and B, be a good seed to, to make a run. And, you know, that's my mindset. Um, but, yeah, you know, putting the jersey on and, and Purcell Pavilion one more time, it's, it's kind of weird to think about, but uh, I'm going to give my 100% all, no doubt. By your standards, John, I'm probably old, and I'm okay with that, but I'm old enough to have covered a guy named Tim Duncan. I guess you've heard this by now, but you are on pace for the best rebounding average by an ACC player since the guy I covered at Wake Forest in the 1990s. Tim Duncan was up there about 15 boards a game. You're up there. Last I saw, about 13 rebounds a game. I mean, that's second to Tim Duncan in almost like a half century of ACC basketball. <laughs> what makes a great rebounder? And, I mean, you are a tall guy with some athleticism, but what else goes into those kinds of numbers? Right. No, it, it's definitely cool to look at some of those numbers. Um, I, I try not to pay too much attention to them. I just try to do whatever it is I can to, to help my team and help my team win um, and maximize my role. Um, part of my role and part of my job is to rebound the ball, and I try to do that at the highest level. Um, you know, my mentality is that every shot is going to be a miss. Um, and it's about, you know, getting position, uh, boxing out, and doing whatever it is I can to just go and get the ball. Um, you know, a lot of guys are, are higher jumpers than me, so I have to do my work early um, while the shot's in the air, before the shot's even taken to get position, um, and to just go and get the ball. I know you grew up in Florida, as you mentioned. I've been told that your dad was an outstanding golfer, or maybe still is. I'm he not was, sure. He was. Is it a disadvantage in golf, even if you have the genes of your great de- great golfing dad, to be six foot nine and two hundred and forty whatever pounds? Is that? It sounds like that would make it harder to have the right mechanics in golf, even though you seem to have wonderful mechanics in basketball. <laughs> no, I mean, I love to play golf. My dad got me in it at a at a young age. Um, and it's just a hobby of mine, but yeah, when, when the, when the hoop season is going on, I don't play too much. So, you know, the first couple times out there in the off season, it's, it's all over the place. Um, got a, got a long swing pass just cause my arms are long. So a lot of margin for error, but, uh, <laughs> no, it, it's, it's certainly fun. And I try to get that out there as much as I can in the off season and just have some fun with it. I've seen you interviewed right after a game where you put up insane numbers and you immediately talk about either your teammates or your coach or the fans or something else. Who taught you to not talk about yourself? And is it okay if we talk about you now, man? We've got votes to put in for all ACC. You've got senior night. (laughs) Can we finally allow it to be about you just a little bit, even though it's a team first game? No, it definitely is a team first game. and, And I pride myself on that. Um, you know, my parents taught me at a young age to put others before yourself, and, and I try to do that. Um, but it is true. I don't, I don't really get caught up in all that. I don't know how that voting for, for the all-ACC stuff works. Um, again, I just try to, I try to do my job at the highest level. Um, I have a lot of respect for um, you know, all the other guys in the ACC that are up for, up for the awards and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to continue to do my job. Obviously, we have another game coming up here on Saturday, and then got a chance to let it rip in Greensboro next week. So that's that's priority one. And then, you know, all the other stuff will handle itself. You're tied for the national lead, last I saw, in double-doubles. Uh, this number may have changed. You had 24 the last I saw. It's probably more than that now. Do you know when you have a double-double? Or is it like somebody had you a box score and you're like, wow, I have another double-double? <laughs> um, I mean, again, I, I try to look up stuff. Certain arenas will have, you know, po- 
points and rebounds yeah. uh, on the on the stadium or on the on the scoreboard. Um, but I try not to I try not to look at that stuff during the game. Um, again, I just try, I try to do my job, and and that's part of that is scoring and rebounding the ball, uh, and really just doing the little things. I'm I'm really more prioritized to do that stuff. Whatever it is that my team win, whether that's taking a charge, uh, you know, setting a good screen, whatever it may be, I try to do that before before anything else. I don't know if this changes year for year, uh, year by year for Coach Bray, but I have seen times that at least after a timeout in the early parts of the the downtime, you as players are essentially running the huddle. Like he might not even be there, but even after he sits down in the circle, the players are talking. I mean, you have fellow seniors like Rex Fluger and TJ Gibbs. Um, how does that work? Because that's not something we see at every school. Right. No, he, he puts a lot of trust in his seniors. That's that's a hallmark of this program is that um, you know the senior leaders are are definitely a, a big piece of the pie. Um, you know, as young guys, as freshmen, sophomore, your job is to maybe pay your dues a little bit and and learn the ropes from from the older guys and from the coaching staff. And I've had the opportunity to do that. I've been blessed to do that. Uh, saw Bonzi Colson and Matt Farrell do it. Um, and yeah, me, TJ, and Rex, we certainly we certainly try to do that. Um, again, coach has handed us the keys to the car and, and, and we're running with it. Um, and, and, you know, we're, we're feeding off of him. He's, he's the ultimate leader and, you know, what he says ultimately goes. So, um, you know, we, we try to, to maximize that, uh, and, and just, and lead our guys, lead, lead the sophomore class. Who's, who's really emerging right now. You look at guys like Dane Goodwin, Nate Prentice, those guys are, are playing at a high level. Um, so we're, we're just going to try to keep going with that, uh, and continue to try to get better each and every day. John Mooney is joining us, Notre Dame forward, all ACC guy. You can actually follow John on Twitter at jmoon32, at jmoon32. He's coming down the stretch of his senior season with the Fighting Irish. You mentioned the Irish Catholic boy from Florida. I happen to be an Irish Catholic boy from Philadelphia, and you, John, truly have like lived the dream of a lot of extended members of the Glenn family, a couple of which actually ended up at Notre Dame. My question is, uh, has it lived up to what you thought it might be when you had that that first connection with Mike Bray back in the day and maybe give us an example of something beyond basketball where that Irish Catholic boys dream came true up in South Bend. No, it, it's been everything that I've wanted and more. Um, when I came up here on my visit, my senior year of high school, um, you know, pretty much the first hour or two, I, I knew that this was the place for me. Um, like you said, Irish Catholic kid, uh, certainly Notre Dame, pride itself on, on those two things. And, um, no, it's been everything that I could dream of, both on and off the court. Um, you know, something that a lot of people may or may not know is that the Notre Dame family and our alumni network is awesome. Yeah. Something off the court, a little story. Um, you know, when I came here on my recruit visit, uh, met with the academic advisor, and he pulled out this book of all the alumni that Notre Dame has, and it basically has it off by industry, by city, wow. by country, and it's and it's like, hey, if you want to do finance in New York, whatever, he, he has a list of finance guys in New York to, to help you out and make a call, and, and that's something that Notre Dame prides itself on is just helping each other out and having that, that pride uh, alumni network, and, and that's something that 
I look forward to, to doing after my basketball career. I'm almost afraid to ask you this question, given the way you're wired, because I know you're not thinking about the NBA or pro basketball right now. But since we don't get to talk to you very often, uh, can you at least share, you know, were you a little kid? Did you dream of playing college basketball? Did you dream of playing in the NBA? Uh, have you gotten enough feedback from NBA folks to know uh, your shot of playing at that level? Or, of course, there's jobs all over the world. Uh, again, I know where your focus is, but you can you just think out loud about that bigger picture for us? Yeah, um, no doubt. I mean, it, it's been a dream of mine since I was a little kid to, to A, play college, and then, and then B, play at a professional level. Um, I would love to continue to do that. Um, that's, that's certainly my goal. But like you said, my priority is to, is to finish this season out strong, um, hopefully make a run in Greensboro, and then, and then go from there. But, um, you know, certainly I'm excited to, to see what the future holds. Um, would love to play professionally, whether that's here or um, elsewhere, overseas, wherever it may be. Um, I, I love the game. I, I do it because I love it. I don't do it for money or anything like that. I just, I just love playing the game ball and um, you know, want to play as long as I can. I have a feeling tunnel vision has served you well in life, John. Is that true? Because you don't seem to be distracted by anything beyond what is in front of you in the next practice, in the next game, or the next interview, or anything else. <laughs> I think so. No, I'm definitely a very focused guy. I've been, I've been blessed Many great mentors and, and leaders uh, around me, coaches, uh, my parents, my family, uh, everyone around me keeps me keeps me heady, and um, I, I try to do that, no doubt. You have a lot of people around the ACC who root for you as long as you're not playing against their favorite team, which I think is a pretty <laughs> big compliment. So uh, thanks for uh, these last four years. Best wishes the rest of the way, and uh, appreciate your visit today on the David Glenn Show. No, thank you for having me, David. It means a lot. Uh, Thank you again. You got it. John Mooney of Notre Dame on Twitter at jmoon32. Last home game Saturday against Virginia Tech. That'll be carried on the ACC network. We don't have as many four-year celebration stories as we once did. You know, Ralph Sampson, the UVA guy that you can actually meet a week from today in Greensboro, Ralph Sampson was a four-year NBA, a few four-year college basketball player before moving on to the NBA. Tim Duncan was a four-year player at Wake Forest. Now, Ralph was the 80s. Timmy D was the 90s. John Mooney, four-year player here in 2020. I respect that, even putting the Irish Catholic kid stuff off to the side. John Mooney, senior forward for Notre Dame. Third-team All-ACC last year. I believe he will be first-team All-ACC this year. He does have my vote, and that vote is unrelated to the fact that he just stopped by as a guest here on the David Glenn Show.